financial problems, elder law, criminal law, tax problems, business matters, divorce, personal injury, bankruptcy, your life, your reality. Life is complicated. There is the law and there is reality. Welcome to Law and Reality, sponsored by Thav Gross. Now here's your host, Ken Gross. Welcome to this segment of Law and Reality. Today's topic is surviving disability and debt. And on that topic, it's time for the good mornings. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Ken. How are you this morning? I'm very well, thank you. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Jeff. You just said, oh, good me. morning, good Jeff. Good morning. <laughs> feel like this is Groundhog's. Echo, echo, echo in here. Yeah. So disability, <laughs> Kirshner, you're on the spot today. What's new in the I'm world in. of uh, Social Security disability? Well, a couple things. Not necessarily new, but there's a trend now, especially in Michigan, is that... Is it like a TikTok trend? A little bit. Everyone has to do that dance or something. No. Anyway. Not everyone. No, okay. Well, that's the trend. I like the I don't know TikTok. I don't do TikTok. I don't either, but I was okay. trying to do something. Right. Trying to be funny, and obviously it failed. No, it was Again. No, no, it was good. Was good. Me, so, 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 so right now, there's a trend now of timeliness. If I were doing this show, say, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, from start to finish, I'd tell you, we're looking at two years. Now, I'm telling you, we're looking at a year... 14 months if they make us jump through the hoops. They have much better. significantly shut down uh, some phases of Social Security to, to make it more difficult. They've done a very good job for a while where they were taking cases in one jurisdiction that had too many cases and they were shifting them to other places. So years ago, I would have hearings, whether it be in Michigan or they were doing it on video and Zoom before it was popular through COVID. So I would have cases with judges in San Francisco and Sacramento. I'd have cases with all over different offices in Illinois. They'd have visiting judges come here or they do it on video, taking cases from Michigan. And then other jurisdictions would shift so around their dockets. So because of that, and because the hearings themselves are becoming a little bit more efficient with regard to Zoom, which is good and bad. Some people are still holding out to have in-person hearings. They're still not open yet for in-person hearings. So most of the hearings are done by way of telephone conference, but you can object to those. Early on when that was going on with regard to COVID, myself and a lot of attorneys were objecting to it. We don't want to do this by telephone because you don't have, you're not in front of the judge. It doesn't give you as good of an opportunity to explain yourself, to have a natural conversation. We're not comfortable with it. So everyone was objecting to these hearings. As time has gone on and we've kind of gotten used to these hearings by way of telephone conference, now judges have become better at doing it. We've become more comfortable, but there's still a large segment of people that still aren't willing to do it. So the people that want to have hearings, inevitably your hearings are getting on quicker because there's still people objecting to having their hearings. I think it's... it's so the Zoom hearings are, are happening quicker. Zoomer, they're actually more, most are on, on telephone, telephone, some are on... Microsoft Teams. Most and if you have all your ducks in order, then you feel okay with the Correct. Hearing. In my personal 
opinion is that especially now when judges are more comfortable doing it, when attorneys are more comfortable, I, I think I think you you owe a duty to your clients to get on board and get do it, it this way, whether than having them suffer or anything else. So I think I think it's a mistake for for attorneys to say we're just going to keep way of sitting on this. Uh, because they have an incentive too. The longer a case stays, they can maximize their fee, although it's still capped. But they but can make the sure that they get a cap. The client wants the hearing and wants to get start getting paid for the disability. Correct. And then a couple of quick little statistics just to let you guys know as to what's going on here. I looked up some recent statistics with regard to timeliness and everything else. In Michigan, when you file the initial application, this is for getting approved on cases, whether it be at the initial phase whether it be the reconsideration phase or whether it be at the hearing phase, because that's what happens if you apply, you get denied Here's initial, you go to <coughs> So Michigan is above the national average on the Good initial application, Michigan. getting approved, on the reconsideration phase, getting approved, and on the hearing phase, getting approved. So Michigan is doing better than the average state. So we're giving Michigan an A? Uh, a B plus. Okay, B they're, plus. They're still kind of in the middle of the pack, but they're above average. With regard to timeliness, just so you know, that the national average uh, of a hearing wait time is 9.4 months. In Michigan, if you look at all the hearing offices, Detroit, Flint, Grand Rapids, Lansing, Livonia, Mount Pleasant, and Oak Park, although there's some satellite offices, but they all feed into these main offices. So national average taking 9.4 months for when you ask for a hearing to get a hearing, Michigan's average is 7.7 .7 months, with the quickest of all being the Flint <coughs> office is 6.9 months. So uh, do you have some discretion as to which office you file it in, or is it where the person resides? It's where the person resides. It's okay. wherever so the you, person resides. So you can't go file for a uh, Detroiter can't file for Flint. Correct, because there are certain offices that I would prefer over others, and statistically it shows that certain offices, on average, you get a better chance. Although every office has so, some. So is it easier to get approved in Michigan than another state, or there are no statistics that say that? No. Well, statistically, Michigan is one of the better states to get approved. Uh, as opposed, uh, the last statistic I saw of all the states, Michigan was about 23rd overall in terms of approvals uh, of all states. So Michigan is doing fine, and I and I find that that trend is going pretty well for Michigan. And I think that this is a better time to file than it had been in the past, based on that trend and based on the fact that the whole process is a little bit quicker now. So to, to summarize, you can, there, Michigan is a pretty good state. They're faster than the national average, timeliness, their approval rating is 23 out of 50, and uh, the whole process is moving quicker. Yes, so I think overall that this, is a, this, is, this has been a better time overall to, 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 you know, do, to apply. You, you were talking about the hearings, though, Correct. and getting comfortable on Zoom. And I assume that that handles 99% of your caseload. Is there still that percent, though, that you want to have that physical hearing, that you need to have that physical hearing? There is are some, and it's, it's, it's interesting, it depends on twofold. It depends on who the claimant is. Sometimes it just translates better if they're face-to-face -face with somebody so rather than judge on, on the phone. Yeah. Right, and the conversation is much natural. Second is the judge. There are certain judges that I know, just in general, because of the facts of the case, every case is different, and there's some quirkiness to certain cases that the conversation would be much better with that judge in person rather than telephonic. Yeah, if that's the case, then you wait for the judge. 
yeah, but still, we're we're still really Got with my office. It. We're proceeding because I think overall it's in the best interest of the clients because sure. they need money right, to move gonna, forward. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to do a case study with Ron, fifty-three years old. He owns Ron's Painting and Refinishing Shop. We'll be back after the break. Tax problems are major problems. Don't let the IRS levy your wages and seize your assets. There is a solution. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. If you're behind on your taxes and owe money to the IRS, call Thav Gross. We've been solving tax problems for 32 years. We stop wage levies, resolve unfiled returns, and obtain the best possible settlements. Call Thav Gross today, 888-235-HELP. Carrying too much debt? Resolve your debt. Call Thav Gross. You don't need to be broke, and you don't need to hit rock bottom. If you have income and you're struggling with debt, dump it. Think about the next 10 or 20 years. If you do what the banks tell you, you'll have nothing to retire with. There is a solution. Don't waste your future. Call Fav Gross. We're experts at eliminating credit card debt. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. We were just spinning. We just didn't know what was going to happen next. At Samasco Law, we deal with these issues every day, especially elder law. Pat went to work for Fran. Patrick was there holding my hand, kept saying, we'll get through this, we'll get through this. He got her husband Medicaid and in a nursing home. Samasco Law got the success they deserved. Samasco Law is definitely family to me. I really appreciate knowing all of you. You can't work. You have to deal with pain and stress. Worse yet, our system for applying for disability benefits seeks to deny you the benefits you're entitled. Jeff Kirshner is an expert in obtaining disability and workers' compensation benefits for his clients. You need to call Jeff before you apply or after you're denied to get the benefits you deserve. 888-235-HELP. 888-235-HELP. If you're retired and in a financial crisis, there is a way out. It pains me when I see a retired couple exhaust their savings by paying credit card bills and for a home hopelessly underwater. Fav Gross specializes in helping retired people in financial crisis. You just can't keep paying until you're broke. You need to address the problem now. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. Is the debt piling up? Struggling to get by? It's all about preserving future income. Bankruptcy is one option. When it's right, it's the least costly, most effective way to save your home, eliminate a second mortgage, and wipe out credit card debt. But you need to address the problem now. We help people with bankruptcy. Call the experts. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. Okay, we're back. So, case study. Ron, he's 53 years old. He owns Ron's Painting and Refinishing Shop. He's got three employees. Ron's the owner. He also works there. He pays his tax, taxes with estimates. 20, 2000 to 2019. He's made a living. Makes Made about $100,000 a year. He's always being chased by the tax man. He's paying his... Struggles to keep up with his taxes. Does the best that he can. 2020-2021, COVID, COVID hits, hard to find reliable help, business hurt during the shutdown, 
fell behind in taxes. 2020, he owes 10,000. 2019, he owes 20. 2018, he owes 25. He also has, as of the end of last year, $85,000 of credit card debt. His house is worth 300. He has a mortgage of 175, so he's got equity of one and a quarter. He's got some equity there. August 2022, Ron's painting falls off the ladder, back is ruined, has not worked since the accident, does not think he's ever going to be able to work. All of his employees have quit. So Ron's problem for you guys to solve, he's got tax debt of 85000 he's got credit card debt that's now 110 and growing. He has $8,000 in the bank, and he's got zero income. Jeffrey K., walk us through. Can he claim Social Security disability? Sure. He can always claim Social Security disability. What if he's behind his taxes? Can he still claim Social Security disability? Yes. Okay. Yes, he can. So with regard to Ron, now it becomes a little bit of a timing game. Social Security disability for people unable to work for 12 months or longer, or when you apply... The if you hasn't been 12 months, that the anticipated duration of your disability will be 12 months or longer. Doctor says he's never going to be able to work again. That helps us. Him being 53 helps us because there's regulations that come into play once you hit age 50. They lighten up at age 55. They lighten up even more at age 60. So at age, because he's uh, over age 50, there's some regulations that help in a specific case like this. With regard to Ron, if it's only been a couple months since he got injured, it's premature to apply. The reason is that we kind of want to give us the best chance to be approved as early as possible. So with regard to the initial level, if you've only been off for a couple months, Social Security takes a look at it, takes a look at your medical records, you may be able to prove that you've been disabled for just a couple months, but now you've got to convince Social Security that you've been disabled for 6, 8, 10, 12 months down the road. So how long would you wait? So my sweet spot is typically about the six-month mark because at that point in time... So it's time for Ron to get in to see you. Correct. you go to see him, and then, but you're not going to file that case for a couple more months. Correct, because that's when you are... Even if we're going to get denied at the initial level, whatever, it still gives us the best so opportunity. He, he's been making 100000 a year. What a approximately how much will he ultimately get in Social Security Disability? My guess is probably ballpark $2,500, somewhere around that range. Okay. Uh, and also, 30 months after he becomes eligible for Social Security Disability benefits, he could be entitled to uh, get on to Medicare. It costs to him, but for Medicare, it's about $170, I believe. So he saves his health care costs. So, so he could once, it's, but it's 30 months from your disability onset date if we take it back to the date he filed. So there are benefits to getting on earlier. It's kind of na nasty that they make you wait that 30 months, you know, think about it. Yeah, again, I mean, theoretically, you, I don't know. If you're know. disabled, you certainly would need medical care. Correct. So that's where he's at on the disability. So we're going to wait. A couple more months before he files. But he should get in with me. We should get everything all laid out. And ultimately, he's going to get around seventeen hundred a month. Is that that's a fair okay. cost? Or twenty five or twenty five hundred hours? I month. think I think yeah, more okay. than two thousand. So Brian, Jeff, what do we do about his tax debt? What do we do about his uh, credit card debt? You know, it's actually how do you time that with regard to his disability check that he's going to get a big disability check once he gets approved? Correct. Ideally, depending on the stage, it could be small if we get approved early on. Or it could be big. Or it could be big, but that's all based on any back benefits owed to him. So this is a actually very complicated scenario. Because of the equity in the because house? Because of the equity in the house. Right. Let's just make an assumption first. 
for simplicity's sake, if he had less than $60,000 worth of equity in his house, I could file a Chapter 7 and allow him to claim the Michigan exemption for equity because he's disabled. Now, the timing of the filing in that case would be really particular. I would need to file after there's been a determination that he's disabled, before there's been the receipt of the, the payment of the 30 months of back pay. So it's a very small window because Ron is less than 65 years old. And so the only way he's gonna get that exemption, that higher exemption to protect the equity in his home is if he's deemed disabled. All right, so now let me make it simple. And Ron has no, Ron only has 10,000 of equity in his home. What are you guys gonna do then? I'm gonna file the bankruptcy for him right away or I'm gonna file the bankruptcy for him. Before he gets the money? Before he gets the money. Somewhere in between. The reality is Why would is you that, wait? Well, Ron needs to live. How's Ron gonna live? Ron's gonna spend the money on his credit cards until so he maxes him, him out. You're gonna let him tap out the cards first. He's got no choice, that's practical reality. He's practically just about tapped him out if they're up to 110 from 85. Right, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you're gonna look you at that. What are you doing about his taxes? Are they dischargeable? Well, that's the other waiting You game. only got one minute, so you guys decide. You got it, one minute to decide what you're going to do about his taxes. Time's if, ticking. If we wait till April, two of his three years of tax liabilities can be dischargeable if he meets all the other sections of Brian's criteria. And he'll, he'll probably end up in currently not collectible afterwards. He's most likely going to be currently not collectible. The last $10,000 of taxes, the equity in the home is going to have an issue for him to get an offer in compromise. So. He's a very affordable installment plan or not collectible, Sam. So now that we've gotten him out of the debt, he has a bigger, he has a, still has a big problem. And that problem is he's been used to making $100,000 a year, $8,500 a month. After you successfully get him through the disability claim, he's going to have $2,500 a month coming in. He's not going to have any credit card debt. He's not going to have any tax debt but he still has a mortgage payment and he still has expenses. So the question is, what is he gonna do to bridge that gap? Well, we've got a lot of different options for him. They're not all great, but you have to work with what you have. And so assuming that the debts are all dealt with, now we look at what the income is what the assets are, and we try and structure a method for him to live within his means. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll explore that. I've got a quick question for Jeff as soon as we get back. Tax problems are major problems. Don't let the IRS levy your wages and seize your assets. There is a solution. Worth Thav Gross, our firm will solve your problem. If you're behind on your taxes and owe money to the IRS, call Thav Gross. We've been solving tax problems for 32 years. We stop wage levies, resolve unfiled returns, and obtain the best possible settlements. Call Favgross today, 888-235-HELP. Carrying too much debt? Resolve your debt. Call Favgross. You don't need to be broke, and you don't need to hit rock bottom. If you have income and you're struggling with debt, Dump it. Think about the next 10 or 20 years. If you do what the banks tell you, you'll have nothing to retire with. There is a solution. Don't waste your future. Call Fav Gross. We're experts at eliminating credit card debt. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. We were just 
spinning. We just didn't know what was going to happen next. At Samasco Law, we deal with these issues every day, especially elder law. Pat went to work for Fran. Patrick was there holding my hand, kept saying, we'll get through this, we'll get through this. He got her husband Medicaid and in a nursing home. Samasco Law got the success they deserved. Samasco Law is definitely family to me. I really appreciate knowing all of you. You can't work. You have to deal with pain and stress. Worse yet, our system for applying for disability benefits seeks to deny you the benefits you're entitled. Jeff Kirshner is an expert in obtaining disability and workers' compensation benefits for his clients. You need to call Jeff before you apply or after you're denied to get the benefits you deserve. 888-235-HELP. 888-235-HELP. If you're retired and in a financial crisis, there is a way out. It pains me when I see a retired couple exhaust their savings by paying credit card bills and for a home hopelessly underwater. Favgro specializes in helping retired people in financial crisis. You just can't keep paying until you're broke. You need to address the problem now. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. We're Favgro. Our firm will solve your problem. Time for announcements. I want to remind our listeners to watch us Sundays, 10.30 a.m. on TV20. Remember, you can always come into the office for a free consultation, or if you're concerned about COVID or any other issues, you can do a teleconference or a phone conference, but you're more than welcome to come on in. We're doing conferences live and in person. Just call 888-235-HELP or go online and sign up. Debt issues, tax issues, estate planning issues, business law issues, elder law issues with Pat, disability issues with Jeff Kirshner. Sign up at lawandreality.com or call 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-4357. Also, go online for free reports. Resolving tax problems to real solutions by myself and Jeff Linden. Bankruptcy is it right for me by Brian. How to save your home from foreclosure, business formations and loans and grants for small businesses in Detroit and Michigan, and the Retiree's Guide to Social Security from Pat Samasco. I want to thank our sponsors, Thav Gross, Samasco Law, and Kirshner Law. Now back to the show. Is the debt piling up? Struggling to get by? It's all about preserving future income. Bankruptcy is one option. When it's right, it's the least costly, most effective way to save your home, eliminate a second mortgage, and wipe out credit card debt but you need to address the problem now. We help people with bankruptcy. Call the experts. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. Tax problems are major problems. Don't let the IRS levy your wages and seize your assets. There is a solution. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. If you're behind on your taxes and owe money to the IRS, call Fav Gross. We've been solving tax problems for 32 years. We stop wage levies, resolve unfiled returns, and obtain the best possible settlements. Call Fav Gross today, 888-235-HELP. All right, so we're back. So how are we going to solve Ron's economic problem? First question is, you got him the disability. Is he able to work at all and earn any income? because his back is wrecked. He can't paint anymore. He can, he can walk, okay? Uh, so he can struggling. go bid jobs. And eventually he'll be able to walk without a cane, hopefully. But he's, never gonna, he's always gonna be disabled, but what can he do work-wise? So two things. 
passive income, if he has any passive income, has no impact on Social Security disability. So any investments, anything is of that nature. So could he, if he could revitalize the business and have employees do the work, and he doesn't do anything other than own his equity, can he do that? Correct. You've got to be careful of that, but as long as he's just purely the owner, not working at all, he's just making well, profits off of people. Well, wait, he's got but could, he's got he, you just said he could work, though. Couldn't he earn $1,350 from active work? So here, two things, though, is that when you become disabled, there's first what's called a trial work period. Over a 60-month window of time, five years, you get nine months to earn to your heart's desire. Earn as much as you want. It doesn't impact your, your monthly benefits. There's no coordination. It doesn't impact the determination as to whether or not you still remain disabled. Okay. After you use up those nine months, trial work period, nine months, in 2022, you can earn up to what's called substantial gainful activity and not have it impact your benefits. In 2022, that level is $1,350 per month. It's going to go up in 2023 to $1,470 a month. So it's going to jump another $120. So but that's that's the level. You can 1470 work. times 12. He's got another 17640 plus the 30 he's got coming in. So now he's up to about 47000 Plus, he's getting he's getting his monthly benefits still. That's that's allowing you to. No, that was the money. twenty. That was the twenty five hundred a month. So, so he's yes. up to forty seven thousand. If he could revitalize the business with his employees, he's not working, and they get paid. They do all the work. He just as long as he's purely just the owner, he's not doing anything else. So let's say business. he could pick up another twenty thousand a year there. Yeah. Now we got him to sixty seven thousand. Can you make that work? He's oh, got no absolutely. credit card debt. But I want to go back no to that question I just asked. If he's revitalizing his own business and he's making $1,350 a month from it, from active work, and he's making another $2,000 a month from the efforts of others where he is not involved, does he get to keep all the money? Or does he you're lose his social security disability? Now, now, now you're, you're in a quandary and it's fact specific, but I think in that type of scenario, I think you're out of luck because if you are working that business and he can't even be the president, he can't. He has he, to just be the he, owner. He can't get both. You can't yeah. say, "Well, this is my 1350, and and this is." Okay, that's just the clarification. He, he, he needs to bring in an employee, make the employee the president, and, and maybe and, find and some other part-time job. He's not doing anything, but we got him to sixty-seven thousand. If it works, if we get him to that far. Then he should be able to retain the house. I would think so. Yeah, I mean, so it's going to be thirty tight, there. But it's certainly available. Plus, he gets the substantial gainful activity, which he's going to do outside of the business. That's what I recommend to make. To if, if you're going to have the business earn profits and from then he's it, got keep it separate. passively from the business. I, I've got his other solution that I thought of was he should get married. That that I don't know if you find been, a girlfriend. I, I was going to say I don't know if you've been checking, but that. Money. Well, <laughs> that's a good point, but not always. It, it, it can be. All right, so that's so sixty-seven thousand would get him there realistically. But if you can't, but he, but he's got to do those things. He's got to. If he can't do the substantial gainful activity because he can't work at all, he's in a really hard situation. And if he can't revitalize the business to pick up some extra money there passively, you know, back down to that twenty-five hundred, that's just not going to make it for him. That's the he won't be able to keep the house. It, it definitely would allow him to put himself in an apartment and yeah. have shelter and put food on the table, but there's not much more yeah. there after that. But as I see it, 
he's got, assuming he gets through the disability, he's been wrecked by the accident, but he can still walk and function if he does the substantial gainful activity, finds a job covering that income, which shouldn't be that hard because it's, you know, it's not a high wage, and then he is able to revitalize the business, that would be his goal. That business has been going for a number of years. He's got goodwill. He's got a, pay, he's got a client base for all the painting that he's done. People, houses need to be repainted every five years. We all know that. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with Law & Reality.